0: I appreciate um, everybody willing to stay this afternoon and to worship the Lord. Uh, the Lord has been good to each one of us all the days of our life. And wanted to speak on a subject or ask a question that the Lord proposed to Abraham. He asked him in Genesis 18 and 14, Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard For the Lord. He had said that Sarah was gonna have a child, him and Abraham, being well stricken in in years, and which was be an impossibility according to natural life. And he asked after Sarah had laughed within herself, Is anything too hard for the Lord? There's many a things that we deal with on a daily basis, stuff that we're having to deal with internally, externally. And I want you to know, if you don't hear anything else that I say this afternoon, there's nothing in your life that's too hard for the Lord. The Lord is April. In Isaiah 59 and 1, he says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it, it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy, that he cannot hear. The Lord hears the cries of his dear children. He hears the cries of them day and night. His ear is not too heavy that it cannot hear. His arms are not too short that it cannot save. I've been around a lot of dinner table with a lot of people, and come time they give a check, <laughs> people start to get the alligator arms. <laughs> I've been an alligator armor <laughs> plenty of times. I'm not going to say that. I haven't. But I'm telling you what: the Lord's never had alligator arms. It'll reach down to the lowest flow, wherever it needs to go. His arm is not short that it cannot save. He'll get down to the beginning of life when conception happens and uh, regenerate that child before the physician ever gets there. That's how low, that's how far his arm can reach. There's nothing that's too hard for the Lord. I want to read a little bit out of Mark chapter 5 this afternoon and give three cases, all contained in the uh, book of Mark chapter 5. On how the things that were too hard for men, that men cannot do on three different occasions, all found in this chapter, that was not too hard for the Lord, but it was too hard for man. It was impossible. Uh, later on in chapter 4, the Lord had just got through speaking to parables to his children. He exp- uh, explained all, all the parables to them. And down to verse 33, We read, With many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Now, there's a lot of good commentary on different books of the Bible we have in the back. I mean, really good uh, expositories where um, well able men have expounded on certain books of the Bible. Now, can you imagine being right here? with the Lord, the best teacher of the scripture and the word of God, the one who wrote the wrote it, and he's sitting here with you in a little Bible study, if you want to call it that. He says, and when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. What a day that would be, my friend. He said, in the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over to the other side. God had a place to go. He was on a mission. They didn't know it. They're fixing to find out where they're getting into a ship. The Lord knew that a storm was going to come, but he had to be somewhere. He had a meeting with a Gadarene on the other side. It says, And when they were also with, uh, with him, other little ships, and there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. See, this storm did not come up as a surprise to the Lord, he was, he was in the hinder part, asleep. Not only is he asleep, he's on a pillow. Now, I can fall asleep in a lot of different places. <laughs> I have a hard time staying awake sometimes in the car. But I can just sit back in the chair, and I'll be falling asleep. We'll watch a movie. And Molly was like, you fell asleep again. And uh, it don't take much after a long day. But I assure you, he wasn't down there because he didn't care. He, he knew that storm was coming, but he was going to the other side. So he directed his disciples to get on the ship go to the other side. He had a meeting. He was always on time. He knew where he had to be at all times. There was nothing that surprised the Lord, not this storm. It may, some storms may surprise us a lot here, but I'm telling you, there's not a storm in our life that's too hard for the Lord to he help get us through it. He may not uh, send the storm away, but he'll help us get through it. He was asleep on a pillow and they awake him, say, Master, care us not that we perish. Of course he cared for them. He had them get on the boat he was going to protect them but he was not surprised by it he was asleep but a lot of times in life we're going through things that we think are just too hard for the Lord my case is different I'm telling you I may not understand your case but God understands your case he knows he cares and there's nothing too hard I don't care how hard it is it's not too hard for the Lord he said he rebuked the wind said peace be still calm the waters just like he can for you and for me. He's able to do it. The war that's going on across the world, I'm telling you, it's not too hard for the Lord to deliver his people, no matter where they're at. He said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they had feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So they're coming over. The Lord has a meeting with this wild gathering a man that no man could tame no no man could bound it was impossible he his dealing was with the devil himself like i said there's a lot of devils and evil spirits that we have to deal with there is a spiritual world that we are all having we have the natural and there is the spiritual and i'm telling you this man was ate up with it with a legion of uh, devils in him and that was a lot that wasn't just a few I'm talking about he was covered from head to toe, almost a picture of sin itself. He says, and there came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. This is what kind of man that came to meet Jesus. He said, and it gives you a little description here, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no not with chains because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains. They didn't just try a once and done type of deal, chain him up one time and say, well, that didn't work. He had been bound with fetters and chains often. And the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. No man could tame him. You know, the Lord wrote upon the donkey in Jerusalem upon a fold of an ass that could not be tamed. And no man had ever written him. That means. He hadn't been tamed. He was a wild. And this is exactly how it's described here of this man. He could not be tamed. Man could not bind him. But I tell you somebody who could. Somebody who could release the chains. And that was the Lord. It was nothing too hard for the Lord. He was night and day. He was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. I read that's probably his feet upon the stones of the mountain. Regardless, he was cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him. I wanna see Jesus afar off. I wanna see him up close in my life. I wanna see him all the time. You say, I've never seen Jesus with my naked eye, but I've seen him with my spiritual eye. And one of the places is in the house of God, in in your prayer life, in the reading of the scriptures, waking up in the morning and seeing Jesus. I'll take Jesus afar off, I'll take him up close. I'll take him anyway I can get him. The disciples took him, took him even as he was in the ship. At the end of chapter four, they didn't care. They took him even as he was, and that's what I want. I want to. When he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. And it goes on to talk about how the devils had an interaction and did not want Jesus to send them out uh, out of the country. So they asked him to let them go into a herd of swine, about two thousand. They were choked in the sea, and they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city. Now, here's something that I don't think was a good report. I think these people were highly upset at what just, what just happened. Their livelihood had just been taken away and down the sea, and they were, they were going to end up choosing for Jesus. Instead of being in the presence and fellowship with him, had chosen the works, their job, their livelihood, over fellowship with the Lord and a lot of God's children have chosen that path sometimes unknowingly and sometimes knowingly by taking a job doing something that took them out of the house of God and thinking that something was too hard for the Lord the Lord couldn't bless them couldn't provide a way to secure a job or secure a way or to bless them they thought it was just too hard for the Lord this this opportunity probably never come again and they're they're not doing what the lord would have them to do they chose that over this fellowship and this is exactly what happened they said in verse 17 after they had told everything and witnessed uh, go back to 16 he said they saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine and they began to pray him that depart out of their coast and when he was coming to the ship he that had been possessed with the devil prayed with him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. He could have went with Jesus and there had been nothing wrong with him doing that. But the Lord wanted him to go back and be a witness to his friends, to his family. To the ones around him, they'll be able to witness the state he was in, kind of like the state of death and sin that we were in. And God made us alive in Christ by the power of God because there was nothing too hard for the Lord, not even being dead in trespasses and sins. He wanted him to go back, and that's what we should all do. We should go and tell what good things the Lord has done for us. Why not? That's what we should be doing. He told him, go to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee. He departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all men to marvel. He started preaching, preaching, preaching to all those around him. Went up into Decapolis. I tell you, I know there's nothing too hard for the Lord because he, he got a shy kid that's tenderhearted. I'm supposed to be tenderhearted. He t- Paul tells us that we should be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God hath forgiven us one of the things that it's hard for a child to do is to forgive. That is a hard thing to do. But it's not too hard for the Lord to bless you to be able to forgive somebody that has wronged you. That's one of the, I think and believe, the hardest things to do. It's, it's hard to forgive. He says, when Jesus passed over again by ship and to the other side, here he is. He's, he's on a mission. He's going back across the sea. Much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. The Galarian ran and worshipped him. Jairus saw him, fell at his feet, and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years here's number two in the story as he's going to Jairus's daughter a woman with an issue of blood now the Galarian had an issue with the devil and devils and evil spirits here this certain woman had an issue of blood 12 years here's our physical ailments that we have to deal with here in this life. She had dealt with this issue for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had. It was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. She spent all that she had. There was no man, not any physician that could help her out. And not only could they not help her out, she became worse. She spent all that she had. She only got worse. She suffered many things of many physicians no man could help her. The Lord could, though. There was nothing too hard, not spiritually, and here we have physically, that no man could help her, but the Lord could, and he was on his way to do it. He, she saw him. She heard of him. It says in 27, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Reminds me of the woman who just wanted a few crumbs from the master's table if I could only touch him if I could only have a few crumbs I tell you it, it's a good day it reminds me of a um will go ahead and keep reading here I know it's the afternoon service I don't want anybody falling out on me and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes? Well, you know, he knew exactly who touched his clothes, but he wanted to point out this and show these people that the Lord was able. To, it wasn't something too hard for the Lord. His disciples said unto him, Seest thou the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? Like, what are you talking about? And he looked round about to see her. He turned around to see her, and that had this done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth here she is confessing her sins she's fell down to worship confess she had been relieved of something that it was basically impossible to her at this point when you're dealing with something for so long it looks like there's no alternative no way out of it here she just falls down confesses the truth unbelievable he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and behold of thy plague. And while he yet spake, they came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain, which said, Thy daughter is dead. Remind you Lazarus, when they thought it was too late, you know, Lazarus is dead. And uh, basically what they're saying here is is you've you've wasted your time healing this woman, being thronged by the multitude. Turned around and gave your virtue to her, made her whole. And you know, why trouble is the master? Thy daughter's dead. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. I tell you, when you listen to the Lord, we're not to be afraid, we're only to believe what the press and everybody else is saying, what is the dead end or what's over. I'm telling you, only believe, be not afraid. The Lord is in control and it's nothing too hard for him he says he suffered no man to follow him save Peter James and John the brother of James and he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and welled greatly see she had died this is something that they just didn't sit around and wait for her to pass away they took great measure on trying to save the girl's life but what they could not do it Man could not uh, prevent her from dying. So he says, when he was come in, he saith unto him, why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. As far as the Lord is concerned, she sleepeth. We look pretty much dead while we're, you know, we're sleeping. We're you know, motionless unless you're me or Mitzi Jane. She, she's not a good one to sleep in the bed. I tell you, if you ever have her over to your house to spend the night to help us out, make sure she has her own bed. or You will not get any sleep. Okay. So he said, but she's sleeping. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha, kumai, which is being interpreted damsel, I say unto thee, arise. He told Lazarus to come forth when the Lord speaks it's an action there's always a reaction to every action and when the Lord speaks I can guarantee there's a reaction he said arise and straightway the damsel arose and walked oh, I love that you know when the Lord raises us up in regeneration we need to start walking and that's what happened this wasn't no spirit that he brought forth he brought she came forth she arose and straightway she started walking for she was at the age of what 12 years. The lady had the infirmity for 12 years. It don't matter what stage of life you're in. Here's a young lady who's 12 years old. Obviously an older lady that had a uh, issue of blood for 12 years or you're this wild gathering that's been tormenting everybody for years and years and years. It's nothing too hard for the Lord. She said, for she was at the age of 12 years and they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged him straightly that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given her to eat. I tell you, we're, Lord puts us in relationship to only we should start walking and going out and telling everybody how great and awesome things the Lord has done for us in our life. How he took us out of the mirey pit and clay, set us on a rock. I'm telling you, we should be going out. We should be walking. We should be doing like the He told the wild Gadarene and going home and telling our friends what great things the lord the lord has been good to us all our life no matter what we deal with from now to the time we draw our last breath just remember what he told abraham and sarah he said there's nothing too hard for the lord his hand is not shortened it cannot save neither is ear heavy he hears the cries of us and i want us to always remember and i have to remember myself It's not too hard for the Lord. It's impossibility on a lot of things in this life. It's impossible for man to no man can come to the Father or Jesus the Father draws him. That's a no man thing, that's impossibility with man. All these cases here we read this afternoon it's an impossibility. No man could help him. No man could bind him. No man could uh, heal the woman with the stuff that we deal with. We we have to deal with this all the time. This is heart. That's why the Bible is so great. It's up to date. You can take any of these and put them into our daily lives and draw from them and remember the great promises of God that it's nothing, nothing too hard for the Lord. I thank you.